Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to our number two of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Hey, that's us. I'm Kyle. That's James hanging out with you until noon. D'Lo and KC coming up next. They're rocking with you from noon to four. All right. Right here on ESPN 1320. I want to thank everybody for listening, whether you're on the free Odyssey app, whether you're listening on the radio, or whether you're watching on ESPN 1320 TV. That's at youtube.com slash ESPN 1320, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320. If you are watching, uh, go ahead and hit that thumbs up for us. We would appreciate the heck out of that. And also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, that would also be greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. So if you're there, hit that little subscribe, hit that little notification bell. You'll get a notification whenever we go live, which we do every day, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Hell yeah. Actually, we're live at like 9.58. Yeah, we go live a little early. Get a little pregame. And little it's, pre-game it's nice because the chatty house, there's so many people already in there when we when we jump on. Oh, it's cracking in there. Oh, yeah, it always is. So it's a nice little community. So if you're looking for a nice little sports talk community and want to go hang out with the good people in the chatty house, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. I just hang out in the chat. Yeah. Literally, when I didn't have a job and I did my hits with D-Lo and KC still, mm-hmm. I just jump in the chatty house sometimes. Okay. Just hang, hang out. Yeah. Just vibe. All right. It's a good time uh, in there. I, 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 li- I like it. Hey, hey, Kyle, I was, uh, you know, there's some, Davion Mitchell's played the last couple of games, right? Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are like, well, what happened there? Did Keon Ellis just kind of like burnout or you know you know why is Davion playing now and and I, I think some of it's matchup based over the last couple of games especially with Atlanta um I think that he's had a couple of solid games um like one really good game probably and even the the good game that I would say is the Atlanta game where I thought he was super impactful mm-hmm. um the next game against Memphis you know he he was four four from the field and looked more confident eight points for uh, four assists, like settling in a little bit. And it was a plus 11, but everybody on the team was like a plus something because they won by 32. <laughs> right. um, so, but then we get to like the next game and he's still part of the rotation. So the last three games, 13, 14, 14 and a half minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think some people are like, well, why are they doing this now? And I, I would say there's a good chance it's just to, make sure that he's that teams know that he's healthy and you know that we could see the Kings go back to Keon Ellis at any time we could see them give Colby Jones a shot to take on that role of sort of backup whatever and and go out there and play some minutes so for right now I think it's it's going to be Davion uh, Mm -hmm. at least until the trade deadline uh, because I think there is value in showing teams what he can do and if you can get him in the right mode Maybe he helps you, but also maybe it shows that he's he's someone that, that can help another team as well. It's somebody who can play next to a score first, no defense type of guard, you mean? Yeah. yeah like yeah. in Washington. Yeah. Or they might be building around a young score first, no defense guard, and they need a young defensive-minded yeah. guard to put next to him. I don't know. Or maybe spitballing. Or maybe someone like Atlanta, which you just happen to play. Hmm. Maybe he would look like different next to a guy like Trey Young. Hmm. I mean, that would be a pretty small backcourt, but at the same time, you can see that like, look, this is still a player that, that I think has plenty of upside. And I, I don't think that he can maximize his upside in Sacramento. And 
that's not because he doesn't work hard. It doesn't. It's just like a, a different style of basketball player. He's still a really, really good defender, and I think he's a much better shooter than he's been able to show this year. And I, I just think a lot of that is he hasn't been able to get enough reps and enough, uh, like, I don't know, the flow of the game doesn't help him uh, when he is in the game. Like, he needs to settle in and play, like, a seven-minute stretch, just him and the second unit, and see if he can develop from there. Sadiq Bey for, for Davion Mitchell, I think, works straight across. Your thoughts? <laughs> I'm just playing around in the trade machine now. No, we're not We're not doing trade machine stuff. No, why? <laughs> why not? Yeah, because it's Atlanta, Atlanta's not doing that. Why? Because they gave up <laughs> five second-round picks for him. But it works in the trade machine. That's right. Because <laughs> you have to have two teams that are on the same page about what they're no, looking I for. I yeah, I, I'm I with know. you, man. I'm with you. Um yeah. I just, I, I just, I don't know if if Dejounte Murray is is the dude. You just brought up the Hawks, which is why that's clanging around in my yeah. head now. Yeah, yeah. And then I look up and down the the Hawks roster, and okay, Clint Capella, I get it, I get the I get the fit, but how much of a role does he have? And then I see yeah. Sadiq Bay, and it's like, mm. yeah. Well, I mean, that's like again, there are players all around the league that would look good in a Sacramento Kings uniform. Mm-hmm. Like they have a a pretty structured situation. I'd even say, like, look, if you want to show that Kevin Herter or help Kevin Herter find his game, whether it's for you or for someone else, the best way to do that is probably putting him on the bench where he's going to get more shots. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's I've ever seen a player in any sport on any team that I have followed that needs a change of scenery more than Kevin Herter needs one. Oh, I don't know. Really? I think so. Okay. I'm I mean, exaggerating with that, but Kevin Herter badly needs a change of scenery. Yeah, I mean, I, I could say the same thing about Jordan Poole last year. I, I, like, Jordan yeah. Poole, like, got punched out, and then, yeah, he, like, his response was to not be a good basketball player, and, mm-hmm. like, a change of scenery was very necessary for him. Yeah, and I, I just, I, when you watch Kevin Herter, and it's just, he's not, it feels like everything is very robotic. feels like it's very methodical. Like just, I don't know if he's, I don't want to say he's over. He's, it's not that he's trying too hard, but it feels like when he's shooting it, you can tell it's like, I need to make this. Oh, he's, like, this needs to go in. He's pressing, pressing is the word I was like, he's before. in his he's own head. So big bad. Time. Yeah. 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 He's in his own head. And I just without don't know. Any question. And I just don't know. With Sacramento, I mean, maybe the shots start falling and everything's magical again. I just don't know with Sacramento how that happens. I don't know. So, like, the dynamic of this team is very different behind the scenes. So, you know, you got guys like Kevin Herter and Keegan Murray that are close, guys like Trey Lyles. Like, I I think that there is a way to pull him through this. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure, like, when you make the change to go to a defensive-minded shooting guard over Kevin Herter. Mm -hmm. And again, I asked Mike Brown about this yesterday in pregame. Mike Brown brought up that it wasn't so much that De'Aaron Fox is, is shooting and making threes. It's that De'Aaron Fox has become such a, a big-time scorer that you kind of need or you can look at a different type of player in the backcourt next to him. And that's why Chris Duarte is getting this opportunity. It's one of the reasons. And yeah. so, like, again, I, I think, you know, we talked about this, like the defensive-minded guy that – that the Hawks need next to Trey Young. Well, the 40, uh, I mean, the, this it was uh, supposed to be DeJounte Murray. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, the Kings needed as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's okay. I think even the fact that, uh, that Duarte is a little raw offensively and, and in some cases limited offensively is a good thing. Like he's, as long as he buys into the role and plays to his strengths, mm-hmm. you don't need him doing too much offensively. Yeah. So, I mean, if he averages eight to 10 points a game, I think the Kings might be a better team than if you had, uh, you know, another guy there averaging thirteen or fourteen. The the important thing for me with Duarte specifically, and we can we can dig into this. I know you wanted to talk about him in the in the Doug Christie comp, which I I, I want to hear about. Yeah, but the important thing for me with Duarte is not what his PPG says. I don't care what his points per game is. Maybe it's fourteen. Maybe it's eight. Maybe it's seventeen. I don't know. I I don't know. But it is like. The reason that Davion Mitchell wasn't on the floor in Game 7 was because it allowed the Warriors to play 5-on-4 on defense. Mm -hmm. He just didn't guard him because he wasn't enough of a threat. 
if Chris Duarte is just enough of a threat in the corner that a team can't just leave him alone and they actually have to guard all five players, and if he is going to thrive in that role and grab some rebounds and have a couple of putbacks and play good defense, I don't care what his, how many points per game he's scoring. Like that just And maybe it does fall in the 8-10 to 10 range, and some nights he'll have 20, and other nights he'll have 2. But if he can consistently do the dirty work, make the right passes, play with pace and decisiveness, mm-hmm. and be a good defender, which is what he was, that was what he was coming out of Oregon. Yeah. It's like, man, this guy can shoot the three and defend on the perimeter. If he can do those things, that and and just be a player that, that teams have to account for on offense. That's that's I think what, what the Kings need next to De'Aaron. Yeah, I mean, what you need is for him to be physical, which he is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, f- sometimes overly so. Yeah, the <laughs> fact that, but also the fact that he's six foot six, that he's a good rebounder. I mean, this is yeah. a guy that averaged as a rookie four point one rebounds per game. Mm-hmm. Like that's good for a shooting guard. That's good. You'll take it. Yeah. Right. So he doesn't mind mixing it up, going into the the trees. He's also a great back cutter. Like there are things that he does that are just real. It fits what the Kings are doing. But also, there will be a game where he needs to score 20. Mm-hmm. And and I think he's got that in his bag. And there are also games where, like, look, you need to take some of the pressure off De'Aaron Fox. We need you to defend the toughest guy out there. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I got you. And that's where like the comp with, with Doug Christie comes in. Mm-hmm. I, in all reality, it's, you know, De'Aaron Fox and is, is a much better player than Mike Bibby was. Yes. Much better player. Yes. No but, disrespect to Mike Bibby. No, but, but but that doesn't change the fact that that in order to maximize Bibby, you had to have a player like Doug who would do all of these other things. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, I really think that Chris Duarte can grow into a role. And, you know, we, we can talk about this. Uh, you know, we, we got to hit a break, but we can talk about this after the break. I was ready to blow through the break, but oh, yeah. I'm glad that you're keeping an eye on the clock. Right. I was dialed into your Doug Christie thing. All right. Uh, the, the Doug Christie, Chris Duarte comp. More on that coming up next on The Insiders. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento sports leader. Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN thirteen twenty. Feels like there's some changes on the horizon for the Kings as we break down their 111-104 loss to the Hornets last night. Uh, not not necessarily breaking the game down, but just kind of trying to look big picture at what last night's loss meant for Sacramento because it it just it appears to me. And I think to a lot of people who who watched that game last night that hey, this 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 particular roster as currently constructed is just not it feels like it's hitting a ceiling like it's capping out a little bit. Okay. And one of the changes they've already made and and whether they do or don't make a trade TBD, I think they will. Who that's for, couldn't tell you. We have some ideas, we have some thoughts. But one of the changes they've already made is inserting Chris Duarte into the starting lineup over Kevin Herter. Yes. And this is something that started back in the preseason, right? Chris Duarte went into the starting lineup. He was actually going to start again, but then got hurt. Kevin Herter goes back into the starting lineup, and, and that's just kind of where he was up until a couple nights ago. And Mike Brown said before the year that this team needs to get to a new level defensively. They're not going to be 20, what were they, 25th? In defensive rating last year? Yeah. So, 25th, 23rd? Yeah, 24th, 25th. Not going to be that spot in defensive rating again. Yep. They're going to get better. And when you look at the Kings lineup and you look at their roster top to bottom, and somebody in the chatty house asked this, why not Harrison Barnes? Because it's not going to be Domas, it's not going to be De'Aaron Fox, it's not going to be Keegan Murray. They're in the starting lineup, that's the case. That's yep. always going to be the case. So you have Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes. Well... I think the reason that Kevin Herter gets circled and not Harrison Barnes is A, because Barnes is a little bit better defender, but B, the Kings have more options to replace Kevin Herter than they do Harrison Barnes. Yes. They, just don't, they don't have a lot of players that can play that. Har- Trey Lyles, like, okay, but that's it. Yeah. It, it, like, 
I think what's missing, what people miss about Harrison Barnes, and like, look, people think that I'm just like the biggest Harrison Barnes supporter ever. It's a little frustrating, but go on. But the <laughs> the problem that you have is that Harrison Barnes is a 3-4, mm-hmm. right? He can play either position. Trey Lyles, Sasha Vazenkov, they are fours. And in Trey Lyles' case, he's a 4-5. Mm-hmm. Like, switchability, having two guys who can be a three or a four is the modern NBA. And mm-hmm. while I do believe that you can find a better player than Harrison Barnes, you don't have a better player than Harrison Barnes today. And I know that some people say, well, Trey Lyles. Okay, but the problem is that we keep seeing Keegan Murray get switched onto twos and onto ones. Like, that's how the Kings are playing this, right? They're they're using him to, to defend mm-hmm. all kinds of people. Well, that the switchability factor matters. That mm-hmm. means that Trey Lyles now has to defend threes and sometimes twos. They're like it's a switching thing that, yep. that happens all the time. Like I'm not saying Trey can't do it, but I'm saying that Harrison Barnes is better at it. And does Harrison Barnes get beat sometimes? Sure he does. Mm-hmm. But like so do I mean the defensive player of the year last year was Jaron Jackson Jr. And Demonis Sabonis just took him to the woodshed. Mm-hmm. So Sometimes it's about matchups. Sometimes it's about the type of player you're playing against. But sure. it doesn't mean Harrison Barnes is a bad player. No, and that doesn't mean that the Kings can't upgrade at that spot either. They just don't right now have that player on their roster. It's not there. That's and if all they go I'm get, saying. If they go get Kyle Kuzma, then sure. Yeah. But right now, that, that player is not there. However, when you remove Kevin Herter, now you have... Keon Ellis is an option. Davion Mitchell is an option. Chris Duarte is an option. They have all these different players that they can throw into that spot and say, hey, let's see how this works. And right now it's Duarte. And this is why they went and got Chris Duarte. Because they wanted to get better defensively, and that is what he is very good at. Yeah. And their defensive rating is not particularly improving. (laughs) It is. (laughs) They jumped from 21 to 16 yesterday. Remember we said they're like 15.3 and there's a bunch of teams at 15. Like they yeah. were able to take a jump to number 16. Look at that. League. All is right it's in working. the world. It's all working. is right in the world. Congratulations it's, it's to working. Mike Brown. Just uh, got the Midas touch. He's pushing all the right buttons. He just, uh, the world's best <laughs> cup of coffee. He just, he just made it the world's best cup of coffee. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so like, when's the parade? So, so look, I, I have people kick back on, on this idea all the time. Like, I don't know why there are people that don't, like you can disagree with me, but if you can't see the comparison between Bobby Jackson and Malik Monk, I, I don't know. And I think the memory of what Bobby Jackson was or the memory of what Doug Christie was sometimes outweighs who they actually were on the court. And if you go back, like Chris Duarte in all reality could be equal to or better than the, the offensive player that Doug Christie was in Sacramento. Like when he was with Toronto, sure, 15, 16 points per game. When mm-hmm. he was in Sacramento, that's not what he did. He he averaged 12.4, 12.3, 12 points per game. His final year, well, no, no, he averaged 9.4 and 10. Like, Doug Christie was the fifth option on the offensive side, but he also was a good assist man. He was an outstanding defender. He was a 2.3 assist, I mean, steals per game guy. Like, there are certain things that he did and this, this Kings team needs a glue guy. And that's what Doug was. He was the glue. They yep. kept everything together. Yep. Like you had your leader was was Vlade. Your best player was Chris Weber. Your like best shooter was Peja Stojakovic. But your best your glue guy, the guy who held everything together, the guy that didn't mind diving on the floor, didn't mind punching Rick Fox in the face, <laughs> didn't mind defending Kobe Bryant. That was Doug Christie, and that is where I think Chris Duarte can fit in. Now, he's got a long way to go before I truly say he's he's that type of player. Sure. But that's the type of like player he's molded after. He needs to show me that his basketball IQ is, uh, is where Doug's eventually got to and that yeah. he can think the game the way that Doug did because that's a big deal. Well, yeah, and I think, I, I mean... The fact that Doug had, what, 10 years in the league, nine years in the league before he got to Sacramento? Yes. I guess it makes the learning curve a little bit different. Yeah. For and sure. It, even if you look at Doug as a 26-year-old, 
you know, he averaged 14.5 in, in Toronto. Um, you know, again, the shooting numbers weren't great. The Like, his overall field goal percentage wasn't great. I mean, he started 50 games during the lockout season. He shot 38.8% from the field and 30% from three. Like, I think the image of Doug is is a little bit... Uh, first of all, he's an incredible dude and he was on the broadcast and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's for a lot of people, he's their favorite King, mm-hmm. but also like his intensity on the court. That's what we're talking about. His willingness to step up and defend the toughest guy on the opposing team. That's what we're talking about. And I, I think it's great. Mike Brown talked about it last night that, uh, Chris Schwartz has been working with dip. Who's one of their, uh, their player, their development guys, dip, dip. Um, okay. I don't know his full name, but that's what they call him. And I that's believe, how you know he's a real one. I actually believe that's his his first name. But okay. either way, uh, he's been working with him, Leandro Barbosa, and Doug Christie on defending without fouling, mm-hmm. uh, on on stopping with the grabbing and getting his hands up, leading right. with his chest, all this stuff. And we're seeing the improvement. Mm-hmm. So it shows me that Chris Duarte has an acumen for for learning and and for taking another step. So I'm okay with like. I don't mind the move early in the season when De'Aaron Fox wasn't a 31 point or 30 mm-hmm. per game guy. I was a like, eh, I think you still need Kevin Herter. Yeah. But this team, like a team grows organically. It becomes mm-hmm. what they are. And right now this team needs somebody that can stop somebody from going to the basket and getting Demonis uh, Sabonis in foul trouble. Just to be clear. In case this isn't, because I know people jump in halfway or maybe they're half listening. Yeah. You're not saying that Chris Dorota is Doug Christie right now. No. It is, can he grow into over the next, you know, I, ideally few months, but but over the next, you know, maybe season or two, can he grow into that? Yeah, can and he become be that, that type, type of, of player? That type of player. Yeah, right. And I mean, some of the, Chris Dorota still needs to prove he can stay on the court. Thousand percent. Like he, he does. He, has, he, <laughs> he needs to prove that he can do what he did last night. For a ten 40, game stretch or forty more games, right? Like he needs to show that, and he doesn't <laughs> have, have a to lot have to prove still. Twelve, seven, and four, right. but those are like the twelve, was, four, and three, or ten, four, and three. If mm-hmm. he can do that and play an elite defense and shoot thirty four to thirty six percent from three, okay, I'm in. Yep, because you can cover any of his deficiencies with the rest of that roster. Right. Right, he just can't be a liability offensively. Make teams guard him. That's yeah, it. yeah, and That's I think it. I think he will. I mean, this is a guy that, as a rookie, averaged fourteen points a game or whatever it was thirteen point six. Yeah, he and he can shoot it too. Shot it in college. He shot it as a as a rookie. He shot it really well. So yeah, uh, I, I I like the idea, and I certainly see what Mike Brown was doing or what the Kings were doing when they signed him, and I see what Mike Brown's doing now, mm-hmm. and and frankly, I like it. I like that he's not just going, hey, we're running it back. Hey, this is the best offense in the league last year. Hey, did you see that stat real quick? Did you yeah. see that stat that last year's Kings set a record for the best offensive rating of all time? Offensive rating, points scored per 100 possessions. They are now sixth highest ever, and like eight of the 12 or 10 of the 12 highest offensive ratings of all time are this year. Okay, so that eight, is nuts. Eighteen point six was the number last year. One eighteen point six. One eighteen point six. The Pacers are one twenty two point two. The Celtics are at one twenty point nine. The Bucks are at one twenty point seven. The Seventy Sixers at one twenty point four. The Thunder at one nineteen point two, and the Atlanta Hawks are at one nineteen point one. The Kings would be seventh now. <laughs> seventh. Their number last year, which was the highest of all time, would be seventh. The game is changing, and. I'm telling you, man, teams league, just aren't playing defense they at gotta all. Do so, dude, the Nobody's got, playing defense. league's got to do something. They got to make it, it bring back hand checking or something. I don't know. You got to do something, though. Yeah, it's it's wild. <laughs> I, I don't know. I love to, offense. I love points. I'm here for it. But, like, come on. Come on now. Like, it's not just pace and threes. The best team in the league's defensive rating is the Minnesota Timberwolves at 108.2. <laughs> That's a lot. That's so many points. 121.2 is worse. They're giving up like 108 a night, basically. Yeah. And they're the best defense in the league. Yeah. That's and they're the only team that's held a lot of teams under 100. I think it's like nine times or something. Yeah. No one else is. Everyone else is like two. God. We've done it twice. Yeah. Man. All right. Uh, Kings magic tonight. The dreaded back-to-back for Sacramento. Eesh. 
The Magic also on a back-to-back, though. Will that help? We'll get into keys to a Kings victory. We'll have the handoff. One of D'Lo or Casey will be in here to uh, chat with us about their thoughts on last night's game and everything we kind of been talking about today. That's coming up next. What? We have a Jiffy Lube player of the game to give away. Thank you. $100 gift certificate. To Jiffy Lube. To Jiffy Lube, don't you know? ESPN1320.com. There's a Jiffy Lube logo. I meant to do this, and then I got all wrapped up. ESPN1320.com, Jiffy Lube logo, our Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. Oh, we're doing it now? Doing it right now. Okay, do it. Duarte. Do it. Chris Duarte. The password is Duarte. D-U-A-R-T-E. Enter that code word at ESPN1320.com. Click that Jiffy Lube logo, and you will be entered to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate, courtesy of our friends at Jiffy Lube. That's our sponsor. And here are some more sponsors on ESPN 1320. You're listening to The Insiders with James Hamm and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Final segment, then we'll hand it off to D'Lo and Casey. One of those two guys will be in to, uh, to chat with us for the handoff. Talk King's Magic tonight. You know, I don't I don't know if I believe De'Aaron Fox, by the way. Oh? So I think I, I, I kind of hear. Let's 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 hear from De'Aaron Fox. Then I'll give my thoughts as a person who watches. Prefer- he only plays. I watch. So, like, I mean, who are you really going to, like, believe? Okay. <laughs> Uh, here's what De'Aaron Fox said last night about the Kings loss to the Hornets and moving on uh, with the back-to-back. I mean, those are usually the, the, the good things about back-to-backs. Whenever you don't play well in that first game, like you said, you have to have a short-term memory because you have another game tomorrow. So, like I said, we, we want to – obviously, tomorrow we'll watch film on some of this, but we have to prepare for the next game. So, get what we get out of this game, whatever, we're, whatever our teaching moments are, and uh, move on to the next one because – Orlando's coming in here. They've played well uh, this year, and we have to be ready or else it can look like the rest of our back-to-backs have Oh, that faded out weird. Okay, anyways, <laughs> he basically said they have to prepare for, if you missed it, uh, he said they have to prepare for Orlando and play hard because if they don't, it, or if they keep dwelling on the Hornets' loss, then their game against the Magic is going to look like the rest of their back-to-backs this year. He also said earlier in his press conference that the second he walks out of that building, he's forgetting the Hornets game. And I get that from a standpoint of like De'Aaron Fox is not worried that Demonis Sabonis is going to turn it over 11 times against the magic. Like that's just not a, that's not a thing that he is concerned about. He's not worried that all of a sudden in fourth quarters, he's going to start dribbling it off his foot all the time. Like that's not, but I think there's, it's worth, and he said it there, they're going to watch tape. They're going to learn from, from last night's game. But then, yeah, you have to turn around and you have to get up to play Orlando. You can't be sitting there sulking as you take the court tonight. So maybe ultimately, though, maybe last night's loss 
was actually helpful for them. And again, I'm not like saying it was good, but with the whole back-to-back thing, because the Kings are 0-4 in back-to-backs. Maybe getting smoked last night is like a little bit of a, okay, hey, let's let's lock in for this game tonight. You would hope so. I, I'm, I'm grasping at straws here. I'm trying, guys. You would, you would hope so, <laughs> but at the same time, like they have to figure out what it is on the second night of a back-to-back that doesn't that doesn't mesh. Like they are not bringing the same intensity and like the back-to-backs are some of the worst like defensive rated games in the history. Like they are so bad in those games on the second night of a back-to-back mm-hmm. that it, it's not even like a competition. They they just aren't competitive at all. So yeah, they got to figure it out. This is a, a good way uh, to, to test that theory. Mm-hmm. But I also believe De'Aaron Fox when he says that once, you know, he goes home, he probably thinks about it for a few minutes. He probably goes over the game film, like, how do we learn from this? Mm -hmm. But then he's got, as a guy who's averaging 30 points a game and who has to bring a certain level of intensity and a certain scoring punch, he's got to just forget and move on. Because what we've seen this season is, you know, 13 games over 30 points. He's got four games under 20, uh, three games under 20. Like the team, he has to show up the next day and be excellent mm-hmm. it, or the Kings can't move forward. And so again, like the, some of the worst games he's had this year, it's the second night of a back to backs where he scored 14 twice. Mm-hmm. But overall, like he is the guy who has to be a goldfish on this team. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to just like forget what just happened and move forward. Let's, Talk about that in a second. I want to read you a couple of quick numbers. Yep. And then we'll get to our King's div- our, our King's keys to victory. Okay. Just make an intro for that as well. Can I add uh, something really quick? Please. Uh, really quickly. The Sacramento Kings have picked up another nationally televised game. Oh. Friday, December, I mean, January 12th. They will play the Philadelphia 76ers on ESPN. Uh, that game has also been moved back to 7.30 local time, which I believe at Philadelphia. So, so 4.30 here. 4.30 here, but uh, they picked up, I believe, is that their 24th nationally televised game? I think so. You would not be slept on no more, brother. That's right. Mm-hmm. They got to bring it, though, man. Yeah. It can't be a game where you go punt. I, I had heard rumors of this uh, like a couple of days ago. Um, but yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, it's a done deal. All more, right, Kyle, more back Kings to where you're going. National TV. Yep. All right. See. Let's get to Kings keys to victory for tonight against the Magic. The Kings 0 and 4 in back to backs last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, this year. Orlando 2 and 4. This is already Orlando's seventh back to back. Orlando 2 and 4 in back to backs this year. They actually had a win over Chicago and then another one against Denver. They lost to Golden State last night, 121 to 115. Markel Fultz, Joe Ingles, and Jonathan Isaac all missed last night's game. Uh, what is your first key to victory for the Sacramento Kings tonight, James? Um, I believe it's be a goldfish. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know what that means, uh, goldfish like have no no short-term memory. Yes. Uh, I guess in theory. But I don't think it can be tested because I don't think we actually know what a goldfish is thinking. Shout out to whoever devoted their life to that. Yeah. Uh, but like, That is years of like schooling and studying. It is. To go, how does a goldfish brain Oh, I don't think work? he remembers what just happened. It's a short-term like, memory on a goldfish. Yeah. So uh, it's a line from Ted Lasso, right? Yes. You got to be a goldfish. And I think an NBA player has to be a goldfish like for 48 minutes in a game. Yep. You got to forget what just happened. If someone dunks on you, you got to move forward. You, you've got to, I mean, you have to find motivation however you have to find it. But uh, the Kings need to forget about what happened last night because they have a very good team coming into Sacramento tonight. Really, really good team. The Magic can, the magic can play for sure. Uh, my first key to victory is take care of the ball. Oh. Don't turn it over 21 times, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. As, I, <laughs> the Kings have been, I, and again, the Kings have been very, very good all year at taking care of the basketball. Mm-hmm. We've talked so many times about their lack of turnover problems. It's been, hey, they gave up 30 fast break points and only had seven turnovers. The fast break points are a problem, but the turnover's good. They had a bad night last night. Uh, that can't start to become a problem because if now all of a sudden you're also dealing with turnover problems, mm. uh, that that 
that opens a whole new can of worms that we have not had to open yet. So take care of the basketball. Okay. Number two. Understand the moment. Um, the Kings right now, they sit at 19 and, and 13. They blew the 20th win last night. They they had the tw- their 20th win in the sights, but they're also 11 and six at home. You should you should be 12 and five at home. Mm-hmm. Like that was a winnable game. You need to understand that this is a moment where you need to distance yourself from the teams that are all bunched up right below you in the standings. The Kings are one game up on uh, Dallas, one one and a half game up on Phoenix, uh, two games, two and a half games up on. Houston, they're tied with New Orleans, but they're also just a game behind the Clippers. Like, understand where you are and understand, like, what that each of these games means something. And when we get to the end of the year, you don't want to miss the playoffs or you don't want to have to play in the play in tournament mm-hmm. or you don't have to want, you don't want to have to go on the road in the first round of the playoffs because you screwed up in a game against Portland and you screwed up in a game against. Yep. A team like Charlotte, who yep. had lost 11 in a row, was playing on the second night of a back-to-back and was missing four starters. <sighs> you have to understand the moment. Every single night, you step on the court. Yep. And and so I hope they do. Yeah, you'd, you'd sure hope so. This would Winning tonight would definitely uh, take some of the sting out of losing last night to Charlotte. Uh, number two for me yep. is uh, let the Magic shoot it. Let them hmm. shoot it as much as they want. Unless it's Joe Ingles, unless he's playing, the Magic as a team are shooting 33.4% from three this year. Yeesh. They also take among the fewest in the league. But I I am fully of the mind that if you're the Kings tonight, you let them make it rain, and if they start making them, then you tip your hat and say, good on you. But do not let them get inside. They are a very long, very athletic team. Mm-hmm. And you have to do everything you can to try and keep them out of the paint, keep them out of that mid-range, force them to shoot threes. It's or at least leave them open for three. Don't. Okay, so they have a couple of strange numbers. You Did you look at their numbers? Like, No, I made up the 33.4%. What are they actually shooting? No, no, I think you're right. I, I haven't looked. Uh, Franz Wagner, uh, 33.4, is shooting 28.4 from three? Yeah, dude, but Franz can hoop. Uh, Markel Foltz? Mark... He hasn't hit a three yet. Like, and he's taken some. He Well, he's 0 for 3 on the season. Hmm. Like, you're starting point guard, at least I think he's their starter, or a guy who, you know, plays, well, he would be a starter if he was healthy, which mm-hmm. has always been the problem. But this team, like, they don't shoot it well, and it's and it's mostly everybody. Mm-hmm. So don't let somebody, don't let somebody go crazy. Like, if Leaky Black, like, decides to go off on you, that that's such a UNC king's thing to happen. Such a king's thing to happen. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. Okay, I, I got nothing for you. Yeah, they don't shoot it well. Pack the paint. <laughs> pack the paint and make them beat you from the outside. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. Yep. Number three. Um, be a serious team. Oh. Uh, hmm. I think what we saw last night was like what we've talked about with other teams. That team wasn't serious. Like, mm-hmm. if you start turning the ball over, crazy, right? Like, take a moment. Have a serious thought about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Stop turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. Be more conservative. Be more attentive. Hold on to the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Demona Sabonis. Nine, they had nine other turnovers besides him. Like, be serious. But, like, take this this fact that you're on the second night of a back-to-back and you can't win on the second... Take it serious. Like, mm-hmm. go out there, put on a show for your fans, play to your potential, and go get a W against a solid NBA team. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's what it comes down to. Uh, key number three for me, you got to run tonight. I want to see a frenetic pace. Mm. And maybe this means that, okay, they have a couple more turnovers than 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 we'd normally see. But Orlando is third in the NBA in defensive rating at 111.2. They are... Long and athletic, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. that is a team like the Pelicans that has given the Kings problem. The Rockets have given the Kings problems. We saw, I, frankly, I think Charlotte last night, they have a ton of length and athleticism. I think that bothered the Kings a little bit. That's what the Magic are built on right now. That's why they're good is because of how good their defense is. So if you're taking the ball out of the basket 
and then you're going down and you're getting into your sets, they're going to be able to defend you. They're going to force you into tough shots. But if you can get out on the break, if you can get out on the run and you can force them to scramble around a little bit, I think it makes, uh, I think it, it nullifies some of what makes them a very good team. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, it's, it's, this is still a very young team. They're still growing and, Mm -hmm. and you have an opportunity here. Like you got to get right on your home floor and you have to snap that thing about the second night of a back-to-back. If you can move past that, that would be big. big. Yeah, I totally agree. Damian Barling of D'Lo and KC fame joining us now. D'Lo and KC coming up here at noon. I love your hoodie today. It's a fantastic it's a hoodie. Very, it's a very, very strong hoodie. It's my Shop, second favorite show. ShopDLoandKC.com. There it is. Yes. It's Sec- not your third favorite show? Don't you have I was two gonna shows? Say, well, I was going to say we- it's my second favorite show to D'Lo and KC on 1025 KSFM. <laughs> then it's the Insiders. <laughs> then it's D'Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. That's my mm. rankings, too. No. <laughs> uh, hey, man. Good to, good to see you. Yeah, uh, likewise. Thanks for, thanks for stopping in. You guys got the ominous black background. I, 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 I like it on the, on the stream. Do we? Oh, I don't know. Mine's purple. Is yours purple? This one's black. Oh, that's weird. Weird. Oh, ours is purple and fades to black at the bottom. It's this. This is so weird. It's it's all it's it's it's. Oh yeah, there's something going on over here on Kenny's computer. This is wild times over here. YouTube.com/slash/ESPN1320. See it for yourself. We can do this. (laughs) You can do that. That's a good look. I don't know why you guys don't use this view more. Look how great you guys look here. Uh, I don't know. It looks good. Put on makeup, and that's you guys get a little. You get a little antsy when the computer gets that close, and the screen gets. Oh, you guys look great. But see if I see. Look if I take my. Look it. Mm. Yeah, you guys look fantastic. All right, maybe we'll give it a shot tomorrow. It's a very, very, very visual driven conversation we're having here. So apologies to Streamlines. Good radio people in the stream. Yeah, everybody listening. Damien. Kings lose last night, 111-104, mm-hmm. to a bad Charlotte team. Yep. Your thoughts? Uh, got quite a few, to be honest with you. Worst, um, wor- here, let me start here for yeah. you. Worst loss of the year? Yeah, they did a nice job of upending the Portland one from a week ago. <laughs> Wild. And I think that's what I think that's where a lot of the, the angst and frustration with Kings fans is coming from, and understandably so, is – this team, you know, they've had those double-digit losses, which have been really concerning. But you had them to the Pelicans, who are, you know, they're play-in, playoff team. The Houston Rockets, you know, we'll see where they're going. But they had a really good stretch of basketball. They got their ass kicked by the Boston Celtics, which, welcome to the club. But right. the the Portland one was the first one where it was really like, seriously? Yeah. Okay. You got it out of your system. It's, it's fine. Let's fix this. Mm-hmm. You come out, you have that game you had against Memphis, which pretty much everyone was calling the most complete game of the entire season. I think excellent. the Kings were calling it the most complete game of the entire season. They said it last night after the game. De'Aaron and, Fox did. And then they roll out the Charlotte game. And that, that the, the, as, the, as that game was playing out, it's like, okay, everyone stinks. And, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I had no problem saying it to you. I think the biggest culprit last night, I'm not absolving anyone from the way that they played last night. Last time was the first time. I was like, man, Mike, Mike needs to chill. I didn't think the the little bit with Malik worked. Like, there's mm. certain guys I don't think you do that to. You're not going to do it to De'Aaron. You're not going to do it to Domas. And in my opinion, you don't do it to Malik Monk. Mm. And I caught the I caught the when they showed a replay on TV when Malik hit the shot. I caught. I, I didn't see it live. I saw it on the replay. He hits the shot, and I saw him turn around. I was like, did he just look at Mike? I feel like he just turned around and stared down Mike. And then Sean, your partner over at the Kings Beat, Fox 40, posted his video. And it was like, and of course, you know, Sean Cunningham is a radar with this stuff. Mm -hmm. He sees something, and he doesn't leave it. And he follows Malik the whole way, and he catches that interaction on 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 Mm -hmm. the bench. It's like, yo, what is going on here? And you saw the two interact a few times, and I know, you know, Mike played it up. That's what we do. Like, hey, mm. stop it! Like, you gotta stop this. <laughs> Look, he's not, he's not Terrence Davis, right? He's not Davion Mitchell or Keon Ellis. Yo, that's Malik Monk. That's arguably, I know we all have these hopes for Keegan Murray. That's arguably your third most important player right now. Sure, don't do that. Whatever is going on, hey, whether it, it, if it's if it's missing a play, if it's a defensive assignment, whatever. It, time out. 
Come here. We need to fix this right now. You don't bench the guy. To me, he's their most important player. Uh, I disagree. Uh, I mean, not that he's not their most important player. I thought that the way that Malik came in the game was unserious. And I thought Mike saw it right away and was pissed. And I'm fine with that. And then they come out of it. They go in the locker room at halftime. They come out after halftime. And like he, it looked like to me, he did basically the old Derek Martin play where he showed up Rick Adelman. And that's just not who, like Malik can be a lot of things for this team. What he can't be is that. Like, show up, bring the energy, change the game, and and play on. But it shouldn't have gotten to that point. Is my point? Yeah. I, I like, mean, and I'm fine. And I'm fine with everything that you just said. Malik entered the game unserious. It was just talking about underhand passes. All these. Th- I'm completely okay with that. Timeout. Everyone, get in here. Yeah. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. We're at home. There's. I think you were the first one who tweeted it. It came across on television. There was no energy in the building. None. And part of that was because of the way the Sacramento Kings approached the game. Like you could feel it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It picked up a little bit when De'Aaron, you know, became De'Aaron in the fourth quarter, as he so often does. And with that, there's starting to be like a side effect to that. De'Aaron starts to do what he does, and the Kings just go, "All right, cool. We got this." Fox, got it. No, but yeah. more more specifically, Fox, Fox got it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And when that game, when that, when that, when that, when that game got within one point, and the Hornets had the ball, Kings are losing this game. They so, do not have it. So Man, here's what I would say too, though. But the energy in the building was horrible, and I blame the Kings 100. Mm-hmm. percent The team itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get to the third quarter. Malik hits those two threes. The energy in the whole entire building changes. It's nuts. Everyone is going crazy. They think the game is won. Malik showed up. He brought the energy. Malik needs to understand that that's who he is, not just to his team, but to the building. Mm-hmm. And when he doesn't do that, and when he shows up and it's the underhand passes, and it's it, then it's a problem. And like, I don't have a problem with Malik at all. Like, I, there are going to be nights where you have this. Like, if you've coached, and that's played, where Mike's got to correct it. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. It, it it happens. Right, those nights happen. Yeah. It, they, they'll happen with Malik. They'll happen with. They happen with Terrence. They happen with Keegan. They happen. With, apparently, they happen with everybody except Harrison Barnes. You have to address it if you're Mike Brown immediately yeah. with a guy like Malik Monk. You do not bench him. That's not a guy that you bench. Yeah. yeah. And part of the result of last night's game, I think, was the decision to not play Malik Monk in the first half because you were pissed off at him. Yeah. That's possible. I'd also say the other thing that if you're going to have that same conversation with Malik, at some point you needed to call a timeout and just pull Domas aside and I say, completely man, agree. look, I love you're doing everything. You're average. You got 23 points. You got 18 rebounds. You cannot turn the ball over again. And that should have happened at turnover five. Mm-hmm. Dude finished with 11 turnovers. And I know that it's not intentional. And sometimes you just don't have it. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't have it, though, like, you have to do what's right. Like that's, To me, it was like, holy cow. Take a moment and recenter somebody. And we talked about this earlier. Every single time the Sacramento Kings start missing their free throws, you know that they're not focused and there's a good chance they're going to lose. It's crazy. 10 to 17 from the no, free throw line. You've pointed that out before, and it's you spot on. You see it. Like, yep. what is going on? And I don't know how you refo- – and it's Sabonis and it's Fox. And I don't know that it's them that are unfocused or if it's just how they're showing the unfocusedness, but it's clear. And, I don't yeah. feel like those two were unfocused. De'Aaron was very yeah. passive. That's what De'Aaron was. De'Aaron was passive. What I feel like is what what happens with Domas is he starts missing shots at the rim. Like, Domas needs to, excuse me, he needs to be a dick and start just dunking on people. Just like, dunk. Just, ah! Yeah. And all of this little little laying stuff, no, be, go, go up. Go all the way. Because you're, because mi- ball's like rolling off the rim like 10 times and he's putting his hands on his head like, oh no, the camera caught him cussing yesterday. He's you know, walk, walking Gosh, down the it. floor. That's exactly what he said. He said, <laughs> God, he said, I think he said, Dagnamit. Whoa. Yo. Whoa. Go up, dunk. Yeah. Be angry. No, Play I'm... angrier because the, the, and it's not that he's making a bad basketball play. It's not that he's doing something wrong. It's just, 
The touch is off. He's probably getting hit more than it's being called, and the ball's just rolling off the rim, and he's getting flustered, and he's he can get in position. He's similar to De'Aaron Fox by the basket. He could get the shot anytime he wants to, but it, it when it starts to roll off that way, he's lost. And that's what I think happened last night. That's what I think contributed to the turnovers. I want to put a pin in that for nice, one, one dude. of Kyle's pins for when I come back and visit you guys later. Kyle's got pins. I like it. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I put pins and there, stuff all the there's, time. There's something that like I think like we can discuss. That's three hours away. I'm going to forget. So I'm putting that on you to remember. You put it. <laughs> James, you put the pin in it. Uh, one thing we didn't get to, we've already blown through the out. So I'm just going to talk about it real quick. Uh, Darren got asked about the Blazers loss and then the Hornets loss within like a few mm-hmm. days of each other. Yep. And his response was not like, yeah, we need to figure that out. No. It was, it was oh, well, those are they two were totally different, different. Yep. Like, Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Do you not see that that's bad? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it, was it just felt like it different. was different. I caught that too. I was, was yeah. dismissed it because like, oh, they're two totally different games. One game we gave up 130. This one we turned it over a bunch of times. But like, I, ah! I thought, I thought he did a, I thought he did a decent job at least of explaining why yeah. they were so different. Yeah, like, yeah. he was yeah. like, we were just trash tonight. Yeah. On every facet that we, Missed every defensive assignment right. in Portland we possibly right. could. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Yikes. All right. That's Damian, D'Lo, and Casey coming up next. Uh, we've been the Insider, sponsored by Jeffy Loop here on ESPN 1320. You're listening to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Loop on ESPN oh. 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.